Hello, Orlando City fans. This is your host, Gavin Rushnow. Welcome back to the OC Lions blog podcast, a fan's perspective of Orlando City Soccer Club. Recently, the roster decisions just came, just were finally posted by Orlando City. The, we were one of the last teams in MLS to actually do it. So I will be going over roster decisions um, with the owner of the Orlando City Central Instagram account, Luis. How are you doing, Luis? I'm doing great. Great. Thanks for having me. You want to tell me a little bit about your Instagram account? Tell some listeners. Um, I feel like most of my listeners are probably from Twitter. So if they're not on Instagram, tell them a little bit about your account. Yeah, so um, my Instagram is Orlando City Central. And I tend to just post updates on injuries, contract extensions, injury, trade rumors. Basically everything to do with the Orlando City front office. And hopefully it'll be a good season for us this year. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm really happy to have you on, and I'm really excited to get some of your takes on the roster decisions. Uh, there was a lot, a lot to go through. Um, oh, so, yeah, it's so a lot to take in at once. Yeah. Um, were you like, were you surprised at some of the decisions? Oh yeah, no, of course. I was, I was, I was mostly actually no. I was um, surprised by Adam Grimwis for one. Adam Grimwis not getting an option. Exercise really surprised me, but um, other than that, the rest of them were kind of expected, or like at least I hoped for. Like I wasn't a fan of Sachi because Justin, that was my personal opinion. I didn't yeah. really like him or his style of play. So, and plus Udi, and he, and plus we had Sacha for what, like a million, one point two something like that, and we had Udi for like nine hundred. Bunch of those players were just ridiculous prices. So. I just and Sané was on a 900k as well. And it was it was just a bunch of contracts that shouldn't have been that high. But that wasn't really Luis Muzi's fault. That was kind of most of the other old general manager. OG. Yeah, yeah. Um, late late Tao. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, no, no. My bad. bad. Nicky Budelik. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he really screwed us over. So oh. so let's go through the list. There were um there was a lot to go through as I was saying. Uh, first up. Pretty pretty simple. Danilo Acosta, he's gone. He's back yeah. to RSL. His loan expired. And he kind of kind of expected that to be honest. With how um, he only started what he played two games while we were finalizing the Moutinho deal, and then after that he was on the bench like maybe three or four times, and after that he was never seen again. So it was it was kind of expected. We, he wasn't coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's. He was a goner. Uh, I I had an inkling of, or or a suspicion, I should say, uh, that he might come back um, just because we have a new coach and he'd be a really cheap backup. But it looks like they're not even gonna sniff it. They're gonna just try and get a backup somehow, somewhere else. I mean, hey, we only have 15 players on the roster right now. Anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, next up's Tesho Akindele, option exercised. I don't think that's a surprise at all. Didn't, he had like a season, um, career high goals this season, this season, right? He had like 11 or 12 or something. Yeah, like yeah. But he also had career high minutes. I oh. think that was a big, uh, a big um, contributor to that. You know, he had the most minutes he's ever had, and that kind of led led to him getting the most goals he ever had. Oh, makes sense. <laughs> Were you happy with the season? I mean, no, of course not. I mean, I feel like everyone expected a playoff contending team because we had, I feel like at the start of the season, we showed a lot of potential. And then I feel like um, James O'Connor's strategy and how the players he chose to play and where he chose to play and didn't really fit the team well. Um, I just, I didn't really like some of, personally, I didn't like how Chris Mueller came off 
I mean, no, let me rephrase that. When he came off the bench, it was good, but like second half, like as soon as the second half came underway, like if he came off the bench for the last 10 minutes, he can't really ex- like do anything towards the game. And I feel like halfway through the season, the team kind of just lost hope in him and then there was nothing they could do from there. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. That makes sense. And what about Akindele? Were you happy with his season in in general, like him personally? I feel like we need a real number nine. Like I feel like Dom and Tesho alone won't be able to produce. I feel like we need to go this off season. I feel like our our two major roles that we need to fill is a goalkeeper and a number nine, a, a good striker. Other than that, we have everything else is set. We have Nani up front. We have Benji up front. We can have Sebastian Mendes in, in midfield. We have Pereira in midfield. We have a bunch of good players everywhere. We just need a good number nine. I feel like we'll be set for the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely those two are needed. Uh, it's looking like Muzi's looking into a goalkeeper. Uh, just a couple of minutes ago, we saw that um, David Usted has been linked to Orlando. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, he's he's what thirty four years old. Uh, I don't. I feel like something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's thirty four. I feel like he he could be a good backup if we give and then Rob becomes a third string and then we go after a young goalkeeper. But because I know Cincinnati, their first season, they got like a really good goalkeeper from was it Belgium or something? I, I forgot where it was from, but he was really young and he he had potential. But just the team wasn't good for Cincinnati. But I feel like David Usted. Was a good link. It's a it's a good he's a good goalkeeper, but still we need we need a better somebody with good quality. Moving on then down the list, we got Carlos Asquez. His option was declined. Uh, that was we all knew that was happening. Yeah, no, um, I, I kind of expected when he was. I mean, every so far I've seen a bunch of players are t- training in Europe over this like during this off season. I saw that Benji was training with a partner club. I saw Mendes was training and. In Ecuador, and I just I've seen a lot of players that and Patino was trading training with Atletico Nacional. I've just seen a lot of a lot of players been training abroad. But the thing that surprised me was Carlos Asquez was just watching his old was just watching Cruz Azul. He wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't training with them. So I was it was an interesting interesting to see him leave. But personally, I'm a friend with him offside the off off the field so it's kind of hurt hard to see him leave but of course he scored what one goal in three years with the team <laughs> like yeah. obviously he didn't and he had a lot of shots i remember multiple times in the season where he didn't really do anything <laughs> yeah the the atlanta game comes to mind with the shots but over the course of his couple of seasons here he's been average at best for me sometimes good most times below below par for me so i'm not i'm not too bothered to see his option decline and to see him leave um and now the next player Josue Coleman. they say under contract 2020 currently on loan i had a question about him specifically there were some pretty strong rumors the other day that he was going to come back to orlando uh would you be would you be willing to give him another chance uh obviously if we were to remove the dp status because if we can't remove that then there's no way we're giving him another chance but if we were to remove that would you give him another chance or would you just you know I mean, say I, goodbye i heard that um while he was in uh his old team i mean the team he was he's at right now i heard he he scored one goal so far which is like 
with his 34 appearances, and that was his old team. And I heard that he's not doing well. Like, he's not producing the way that they expected him to. So if he comes here and he fit, and I feel like he could be a good number 10. I feel like he showed a lot of potential in the preseason games with that amazing goal he scored in the Orlando City Invitational. I, I, that was a banger, and I feel like if he couldn't come this back, if we bring him back and we play him out as number 10 and he produces, I don't see, uh, we buy him down from a DP, I wouldn't mind seeing him coming back. But um, I, right now his loan is till December 31st, and the team he's on loan for, they have an option to buy him. So it's interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm open to him coming back as well. Uh, I think he has potential. I don't think he would be a starter right off the rip. Obviously, we have Pereira in that number 10 role, and that's where we, I think we would see Coman want to be. So we would probably see Coman off the bench in those rotation games, you know, when we go out west and we, we a midweek 10 p.m. game against Seattle or something. I could see him maybe getting minutes there if he were to be recalled. Um but see, now, on. Oh, now, that? That you, now that you mentioned that, we lost, well, later on we'll go over that, but we lost Johnson and we lost Kilajestin and we lost Powers and we lost Udi. So, so far, and we, we might lose Higita. So, so far, the only midfielders we have are Pereira and Colman. So, if we re-sign Higita, we can play um, Pereira at the number 10. Then we can play Colman at left mid and... Uh, Higita right mid. That would be a solid three midfielders. I don't know if that's that's just my personal opinion on how that could potentially play out. Yeah, yeah, that that's very true. He could be go into a little bit of a deeper role. I don't, I don't. We haven't even really seen much of him to be able to tell. You know, does he like yeah. number ten? Would he be better in we a deeper that, position? Some a left wing a lot before we had Nani come. Is if my memory is correct, we saw him up up front. Yeah, was, on the wings. Yeah. yeah, he's not a winger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If we bring him back down to, excuse me, back down to midfield. All right, but moving on now, we got Alex to John. His option was declined. I thought he had a pretty unfortunate season. He was he was in and out of, in and out of the team at the beginning. Um, definitely a a squad player, but he was, you know, he was getting minutes and then he got a couple injuries and, uh, and then he was out for the rest of the season, not an injury or anything. He just wasn't included in the squad anymore. I actually actually have a, this is just my personal opinion on how that whole situation, getting him even played out. I feel like we had, we had Jans Jansen on the, on our radar to recruit and we had Mm -hmm. the John on our radar to recruit. But I guess they realized the problem with Jansen. They realized how long the in those midseason they were going to wait till offseason. So I feel like they signed to John knowing that they would have to wait a couple weeks into the season for Jansen to be available. Because if you notice, as soon as Jansen came here, we're, and coincidentally, I'm not saying this is a conspiracy theory or anything. I'm just saying that right when the John was injured, Jansen could play. As soon as Jensen was on that in that center back position, no one took that spot from him. Even when the even when the John was healthy, because I remember I would see him a lot after the games, and I would ask him, "When you're coming back?" Blah 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 blah. He'd be like, "I'm healthy," and that's just the coach's decision. So I feel like 
uh, the John's option being declined is kind of I expected it because I knew he wasn't going to get that starting role in center back back. Yeah, but I still thought he would be a decent squad player for us. You know, like I feel like the Muzis and all of them are giving themselves too much to do. I feel like he was a good enough squad player, um, and those are the type of players you need. You need squad. You need good squad players, really, um, to come in and do a job when somebody gets injured, or or you just need to rotate for a couple games to go and play the games in the U.S. Open Cup. Like we can't, we can't just have a starting 11 and then just absolute dog shit on the bench, you know? Okay, but you got to remember what position where we finished on the um, leaderboard this year. And then we got, you got to keep in mind, we have 15 players in the roster and we have a whole free agency and transfer window with a new coach, hopefully soon and a new front office and almost how much we have about, how much money do we have in cap space Four, now? Five, five. Oh, in cap space? I think like yeah, six have, million, five million. Yeah, we have we have six million. New coach, new front office, fifteen players. DP 15 slot. Players. No, we got the DP spot because Bededa has a DP. No, it's getting. Isn't it getting bought down? I thought it was getting bought. Getting bought I, down. This yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. okay. And then it's getting bought down. So we have a DP spot. We have a new front office. We have a new head coach. And we have only 15 players on the roster, and we finished last place this year. Well, second to last place this season. So I feel like moving the John out could potentially bring in a better center back since we got rid of Sané. It could potentially bring in a better center back. That yeah, could be a backup to Jensen. Yeah, let's talk about Sané then. Um, this was a big surprise to me. I thought they would keep him. Um, and I know he's so expensive. He's on 900000 a year. But, um, you know, he's well-liked in the dressing room, and um, he, he's really starting to become a leader. He was he was having a decent season. I think he was a little bit overrated this season um, uh, just because of how much Janssen did. And, and, you know, Janssen wasn't perfect. I'm not saying he was. But um, I think he bailed out Sané a couple times. And, and Sané, again, bailed out Janssen a couple times. But, but basically what I'm saying is Sané didn't have as good of a season as I think most people thought. Um, were you surprised to see him declined? Um, okay. Asquis and Sana combined were on $2 million in cap space. Combined. So both... Yeah, so the fact that they both left, I feel like it was a move by Muzi, regardless of if Sana was a good player or not. I feel mm-hmm. like the it was a business move to have cap space. And with that much of a cap space being moved, I personally feel like this is just them getting ready for one of the probably the busiest transfer windows off seasons we'll ever see for the club. Yeah. And we, all right. and we all thought last year was going to be crazy. I just can't wait to see what happens this year. Especially under Muzi. Yeah. Going crazy right now. Yeah. All right. Here's, here's the next one. Dom Dwyer under contract 2020. I'm not surprised about that one. Are you? Nope. And I actually have another one of my feelings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know how we were allegedly trading him for uh, Darwin? Darwin, yeah. And apparently a little birdie told me, I, I saw on Twitter, but also another little birdie told me that he he has a no contract clause. No, no trade clause. So, yes. and I personally feel like 
And if he want the only way he could get traded is if he, if he waves it. He's still playing. So he has three kids now. He's his wife is still here in Orlando, and he's and he's on what a two million dollar, two million dollar uh, contract. He's at like one point four, one point five, I think. Why would you want to leave? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, so I feel like the only reason we see the under contract for twenty twenty is because he didn't want to leave. But also. I saw this on Twitter. Someone had this hot take of bring him down to OCB, make him prove himself again, and then bring him back up after he proves himself. And that I put, is I, not happening. <laughs> you never know. I don't see Muzi doing that. I, you know, I think Dwyer will have a better year next year, um, I hope especially so. under new new guidance. Um, yeah, but James O'Connor and him played together in USL, so. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But uh, <laughs> I feel like if you. Just because you played under him doesn't mean that you know he's gonna know how to get you to be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. How to get you to be your best. I agree with that. All right, now the one you were talking about earlier, Adam Grinwis, um, option decline. I hate that. He could have been a second string, maybe even third string keeper for us. He showed so much potential in the Open Cup, and the fact that he that. They didn't get the option exercise. It really bothers me. This is one of those moves again that I'm I'm kind of thinking like, well, wait a second. Why are you doing this? Why are you declining this? He's he's cheap. He's on the league minimum or just about. He he's relatively young for a keeper, 27 I believe, 28, and he's loved by the fans. Adored why, by the why fans. get rid of right, right, right? Why get rid of him? Why not just keep him? Not have to deal with getting another backup keeper because they did decline Brunjit Singh's option too. You know why not just get rid of Roe? Use him as a trade, and then and keep, that's why I feel like they're keep they're, Grinwis, they're getting a new and then keep- get a new starter. Well, yeah, they are. Um, you know how we were just talking about how we're linked with David Oste. We've been linked with yeah. Beto. We, there's too much smoke to be saying we're not out there looking for a goalkeeper. And you know what also surprised me? Ricardo Moreira, the scouting director of scouting for yeah. Orlando, he he retweeted. Well, he, yeah, he retweeted that Orlando City is planning its future as one of only two MLS clubs of scouts at the FIFA U17 World Cup. So I don't know if that's for OCB, if that's for. I don't know, but it's it's interesting that they have people watching 17-year-olds in the World Cup. So it could potentially be a move for OCB that could lead into a star player for Atlanta City in the upcoming years, maybe even a goalkeeper. I don't know. I'm just, I saw that, and I saw that he he tweeted that out, and he added Orlando City. So, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I saw that, yeah. He, they're doing their due diligence, him and, and the whole scouting team, and I'm really happy that we have them as our scouting teams. They're, I, really I think like they're doing a tremendous job. Ricardo's a great person. I've, I've talked to him a couple of times after after games, and I ask him about rumors, and he's like, oh, I can't I can't talk to yeah. him. He's like, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then it was right before we signed Robinho, so when I screenshot it, I showed him, he was like, he was like I DM'd him, and he was like, wow, look at that. And he had like the little emoji when he was looking to the side. I just thought that was pretty funny. Uh, what about um, Higita? He's up next on the list. Out of contract. Uh, I don't know. It's such a touchy situation. 
There were reports saying that he was negotiating. Um, there reports saying he was going to Colombia. Then there was reports saying that he's happy in Orlando. Then there was reports saying that he, him and uh, him and him and a Colombian team were in talks. But then when the coach reached out to him to like further on talks, he was already in advanced talks with Orlando. But Orlando is saying he's out of contract. <laughs> Nobody so, knows what Higuita's so, doing. Yeah. And then the, what really interests me is he follow. I didn't. I didn't tag him in anything, like at all. And he followed me randomly on on Instagram, like out of the blue. So I don't know if that's him just keeping an eye out on rumors. I don't know if that's him just supporting the fan accounts. I don't know if that's him waiting for us to tweet out. I mean, for us to post about what's happening with him. I don't know if it's him just playing games with my heart. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's just yeah, so really touching. Yeah, we, we don't know what Higita's doing. My guess is he's gone. That's my guess. Um, you know, this says out of contract. Um, so unless they go out, negotiate with him, and re-sign. I think what Higita's going to end up doing is he's going to he's gonna look around. He's going to say, okay, what can I get from you? What can I get from you? What can I get from you? All right, I'm not going to get all that much from you. I'm going to stay where I am. Um, and it's, it's he either going to be... He, he's not close to signing... This is what... I posted this a while ago. He said he's not close to signing with Colombia. He hasn't been offered a new contract in Orlando. And the current one expires on December 31st. He has no offers from other MLS teams. And he really wants to stay in Orlando. So... The thing that I was watching the expansion draft very carefully because it was very... Everyone thought Higuita was going to go to Miami because it's the closest thing to Orlando you could possibly get. And I don't know. I just thought... Everyone thought he was leaving. And I, and I also have a lot of people who tell me that his attitude has changed towards the fans over the years. That when he first started with the team... He was very, uh, very nice, always smiling, always in a good mood. And this past two seasons, he's just been—he still signs and takes pictures, but he's just not been his normal self. Like he's—he doesn't—he doesn't seem happy here. So that's mm-hmm. why I was confused by him saying he really wants to stay in Orlando. But either way, I feel like you can't stay. You, we can't. They can't. Re- they can't release rumors, quote unquote, because I know a lot of people may have may leak information just to further on the process. But I feel like for this situation in particular, if they leak something, it could it could damage a potential contract extension or a potential trade drastically. So I feel like the fact that there's that both camps, that Orlando City and Higita, are both silent up during this this kind of turbulent last couple of days, it could either be both a really good sign or a really, really um, bad sign. It's it's really hard to tell right now, actually, what's going on. Yeah, what's- that, those are all very good points about Higita. Um, we, we will see. But as of right now, all we see is out of contract. Um, next up is Robin Janssen. He's under contract for 2020. That one was obvious. After him is Will Johnson. He is out of contract, and then Sasha Kleschen is also out of contract. We look at those names, Will Johnson, Sasha Kleschen, and later on, and um, Carlos Asquez, $2 million off of the cap. What are your thoughts on it, and how nice is it to have that much money off of our cap? So, 
I also have a well. I, I used my, my job. I used to work at. I saw someone with an Orlando City jersey, so I told them, like, I like your jersey, and then we began talking. This was early on in the season, like before the season even started, and it was Will one of Will Johnson's family members. He didn't tell me which one, but Will Johnson is now thirty two years old. So, and the family member told me that after the season, he's going to retire. He had Will Johnson has had three hundred thirty three. 330 appearances and 37 goals throughout his career, and he had 80 caps plus 12 goals for the Canadian national team. And that was last October. So I feel like that has gone up a couple of numbers. I don't have the updated stats, but right. I heard that he potentially could be retiring after the season ended. And the fact that it says contract out of contract makes me feel like he's going to take this opportunity to retire. He's 33 now I think and he's not he he made his money he and there's he, I feel like he's done he'll retire yeah and he's won MLS Cup he's done everything he needs to do in the game so I could see that he plus he he's just getting some fat paychecks from us um, <laughs> of course yeah not, he didn't Sacha, deserve him those first two Sacha, years just, yeah Sacha because Justin I never liked I, I personally I feel like anytime we were in a close game James O'Connor would bring him on, and he wouldn't produce. And he would lose the ball, and he, he would he at times he would maybe arguably cost us games as well. So I'm I'm glad that he's gone and he's not coming back. Have to agree. Um, and how nice is it to have that two million off the cap space? Oh, beautiful. I've never felt any better. Yeah, that's like a good five six players right there, the quality players. That's what I, I so I'm in a group chat with a couple of friends, and we all saying that we just need to find us a Ruan type player, low key under the radar, no one knows, comes in and destroys the league. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's what our scouting department's for. So hopefully they're doing their due diligence. Due diligence. Um, another a surprising one for me here. Cameron Lindley. Yeah, I've, uh, I, I do not like this decision. Me neither. He had he has a lot of potential. He had a potential. Yeah. Great. I saw I saw a lot of beautiful goals he scored while on loan. So he, he balled out in USL. He had the most chances created for his team. Uh, he had the most assists for his team, and he was playing as like a, a deep line playmaker. Like it, it wasn't like yeah. he was an attacking mid. Player, he some was an MLS team is going to come and, and some team somewhere is going to come and scoop him up and he's going to be an insane player. And Orlando City is going to regret this decision. He's from Chicago, so I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back up there and ball he was out. A, he was a homegrown for Chicago and Chicago traded him to Orlando City as a homegrown. So he wasn't he wasn't using up cap space or anything. He was just a player that was producing. He was, if I remember correctly, two years ago, him and Chris Mueller were the only two rookies who technically got that year because we traded away our draft picks for money mm-hmm. if, That's I, right. if i remember correctly yep yeah I, I think you're right um sebastian mendez he's under contract that's no that's it's obvious great benji michelle great to hear as well yeah. benji and i are um, benji and i are friends off, well not friends we're acquaint. let me rephrase that we're acquaintances off the field so it's pretty cool mm-hmm. Very good player, very promising. We hope to see him for years to come. Kamal Miller, option exercise. That's not a surprise. He had a God. great season for us. God bless. He's did he, he started the season opener as a rookie. Like imagine that. Your rookie season and you start. That's insane. 
Well, imagine what he ended up doing by the end of, or mid barely what a couple games into the season he was on the Canadian national team. Yeah, no, he has had same season and the first see this is what i mean him and danilo acosta were the two right backs and center backs because we didn't have joao motinho then because he was injured and we didn't have a we and we didn't have ruan because he was still in brazil so we had these two in center right back and left back and the fact that miller is staying in danilo acosta is not kind of shows that which player was obviously better and which player has a future in this team Yep, yep. Uh, speaking of Joao Moutinho, under contract for 2020, um, that's good to see. Uh, hopefully, we will extend him next year. He, and hopefully, he can bulk up and not get injured. Yeah, no, he, that he's a quality player, but he just got injured a lot. I feel like this offseason, where he has to do is rehab, rehab, and rehab. Yeah. Um, Chris Mueller, his option was exercised. Not a surprise there. Um, Nani, still under contract. We have Shane O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. Shane O'Neill, option declined. Thank the Lord. Hated no him. No one liked him. No one liked him. He he was he was one of the first signings that. I mean, he was even like they even made like a proper announcement for him. I forgot how I. They just made some like weak weak post, and they were like, "Oh, by the way, we signed this kid," and no one knew who he was. So I'm really glad to see him leave. Nobody knew who he was. He came in as as basically a panic buy because our defense was so trash. And then he came in, didn't help at all. James O'Connor loved him at the start of the season, and he cost his points. And then he didn't see the field again, so he's gone. Uh, no surprises there. Uh, Patino, his option was exercise. This one was a little not, I wouldn't say a surprise, but there are rumors that he is leaving to go play for a team in Colombia. Do you want to see him stay? I mean, yeah, of course I want to see him. I've, you know who he reminds me of? His style of play and how he's built? Julio Baptista. Oh, he's, yeah. I, I didn't he, make that connection. He, he, I mean, they're both, they were both really built, and they're both quality players, and they both can produce if they have the opportunity. But they're... They both are like just strong masculine players who can body anybody that comes in their way, and and so the fact that Santiago Patino is still really young and he could prove himself and hopefully use that body for the better. All right, yeah, I I have to agree with that. Uh, I didn't I did not put the Baptista and Patino connection together, but that makes perfect sense actually. Um, Mauricio Pereira. Uh, under contract, uh, we all knew that. Dylan Powers option declined. He never saw. He saw the field for like what, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. I think he got like one or two games outside of the USL, and that was when we really needed him. Um, he is making two hundred thousand a year um, on our cap space. Uh, goodbye and good riddance. See you right, later. Right, right. Get out of our team, please. Um, thank you for. <laughs> Your experience, uh, because he's been around the league for a long time, but like, yeah, goodbye. Um, Greg Ranchett Singh, option declined. That's obvious, taking up an international spot. Uh, Robinho, he is under contract. We all knew that. Um, Yuri Rossell, option declined. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Surprised, but not, not surprised, but not disappointed. Because if you look at the stats, he didn't, he wasn't. We signed him expecting him to be the star in the midfield, and he was anything but that. 
I know he was one of the fan favorites by a few people, but he just wasn't. I feel like he didn't live up to the potential he had. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, I he he did not show how good he was when he was with Sporting KC. Uh, and, and then when he Barcelona, he didn't show anything. He's just kind of he's been average, similar to Asquest. You know, um, I had high hopes for him. I, I thought he was going to be really good. You know, the people were very praiseworthy of him and his performances for Sporting KC and and, and um, Sporting in Lisbon. And then he just came over here and didn't help us. And I don't know if that was because he wasn't used properly by Christ or James O'Connor, but he's making so much money. He's making just under the amount for uh, DP. He's on 520000 We we need that cap space money. And, and that kind of brings me to my next point. We have so much cap space. I know we've already talked about it, but just in midfield alone, we've gotten rid of what, four or five players and we're mm-hmm. only three million. That yeah. is insane to think about. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's one of the reasons why, you know, it, it's kind of hard to say this was all James O'Connor's fault last season, going back it to wasn't. him. His firing. It was it was the old front office and Christ also in bringing some players in, as well as O'Connor coming halfway through the year. Yeah, and Muzi takes over with only what two weeks left of the off season and not being able to change much. I feel like this is their first transfer window transfer where they can actually do what they want to do. Yeah, that's a good point. I just feel like James O'Connor was the fall guy, and it's kind of unfortunate, you know. I, I was definitely one of the proponents for James O'Connor out because I didn't think he was a good enough coach for us uh, to take us forward into the playoffs. But um, it it doesn't help when he has all this this mess of a roster around him. Um, next up, Brian Rowe. He is still under contract for 2020. Um, I thought his option was exercised, so uh, that's that's that's. That makes more sense now as to why they got rid of Grinwis because he still had a contract here. So that kind of makes sense to me now. Um, Juan, we just two saw years. today. Yep, two years in option. Two years. Oh. He is officially ours once again. He re-signed with the club. We have his rights. Um, no surprise there. Um, a lot of no surprise there's in this roster decision. But, you know, he was he was probably one of our best players this season. Oh, no, 100%. He played every... You know who he, um, were, like, reminds me of, but, like, not, like, just the way that he loves the game? Marcelo. Marcelo is my dad's personal favorite player, and this man, Marcelo, runs up and down the wings, like, constantly, and he plays friendlies, he plays um, international cups, he plays regular season, he plays everything. You'll never not see him on the field. And I feel like Ruan has taken on that role as well. He He's literally up and down the flanks. He's He played U.S. Open Cup games. He played friendly games. He played preseason games. He played gate. played every, every game where he wasn't injured or wasn't like, where he played, he played literally every game. And yeah, I, yeah. He sat out one game because the coach made him sit down because he was not he was tired because I felt like they had, I thought they had two games that week and he couldn't play, but I, he's he's I feel like he has that Marcelo role for us. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, he had like twenty five appearances. I think they said he Seven. he was injured a little bit 
Um, but, you know, you're right. Every time he was available, he was in the team. And, you know, that kind of comes down to two things. Obviously, his love for the game and, and how good he was for us, but also how average Kyle Smith was for us. And he's up <laughs> next. Um, his option was exercised. You know, I actually like Kyle Smith. I think he's a very good backup. Um, that's all he is. He's just a backup. Um, maybe a, a top right back in USL, but in MLS, he, I don't see him getting any role other than backup in any team. And it looks like we're going to be the team that houses him another year. So, like, he, him and Ruan have different styles of play. Kyle Smith oh, definitely. Kyle Smith is more of a controller ball and, and make sure we keep possession while Ruan is more of a attack, attack, attack. And he provides speed for the team while Kyle Smith provides more of a calm take on the game. And I feel like they both have their both, they both have their needs and they both have, it's just based on the way the coach wants to play on who he should start and who should not. So I feel like it's interesting to see who Orlando City decides to bring on as their new head coach with all the rumors that circled on earlier from Slotty to Chris Coleman to the guy, to the one from the Mexican League. It was, it's interesting to Oscar see who Pereja. he's finally. Yeah, Pereira, from Pereira to Slotty to mm-hmm. Coleman. It would just be interesting to see who we finally decide to bring on. I wonder if the front office, and this has just popped into my head just now, I wonder if the front office is waiting for Miami to make their move. Because I I heard a report somewhere that Miami were waiting for Marcelo Gallardo to be available and um, that they were going to go after him. And um, I wonder if they're waiting because if I feel like Solari might want to do Miami, if he's going to do anything in MLS, he would want to do Miami. But if he sees that, oh, they they went for Gallardo and they got him, maybe we'll go for Solari instead of Oscar Pereja. I still think we're going to get Pereja, but that that might just be a little conspiracy theory. We're waiting for Miami to make the first move. But I, you know, um, while they were do- after the expansion draft, they the and they interviewed the GM of Miami and asked them when could they expect the head coach announcement, and they they said they already had a coach in mind, and they already had a coach that was selected, and he actually helped them select the players from the expansion draft, but he is not officially their head coach. So it's interesting, and they said they could hear an announcement in the next couple of days of who is actually going to be the new Miami head coach. So it's it'll be interesting huh. to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Miami does. But personally, my favorite is Solari because I feel like he could provide a lot more. No one, no one liked Coleman from what I saw on Twitter and Instagram. No one, no one really. No, nobody it. did. No, it was more That's- of a. Between Solari, Pereira, and Pedro Axinha, Axinha, yeah. yeah, and I don't, I don't want that guy. Um, but that's interesting what you said about the um, the Miami GM because that means that that guy's the coach of another team, and Marcelo Gallardo is the coach of another team, and he is a very, very, very good coach. So. Um, that would be, be very interesting, interesting. Be interesting. Yeah. to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, to say the least. 
All right. And the last name on the list, Mason Staz Jahar. He is declined. He will no longer be with the team. Either that or we will sign him to OCB. Um, that'd be my guess. He joins OCB. I kind of feel bad for him because he was. This was technically his first season back, one hundred percent. Well, no, healthy as he can be since his whole cancer situation. It sucks to see that Orlando won't give him at least an opportunity. So if we resign him and bring him to OCB, it would be, it would, it would shed some light on the situation. You know, make it a little better for him at least. Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, hopefully he goes to OCB has a has a chance there to impress and then maybe we'll bring him back to the first team um, or he'll he'll go off and join a USL team and and impress there and, you know he's got a future ahead of him um, uh, and we just wish him the best all right well that, that that'll do it that's the list uh, right there um, a lot of interesting things and and a lot to do a lot to do in the off season. We have barely any midfielders, um, that and we we got rid of a lot of center backs too. We have barely any center backs. We have Kamal Miller and Robin Janssen, and that's it. So we're, I we're on. I, would, I wouldn't mind having them two at center backs, and then having Joe Moutinho and Rowan at left and right back. Yeah, my only problem is they are both are left footed and both like that left center back role. Um. Obviously, you can train one of them to play right center back and just kind of fit it in. But I feel like we really need to go cutthroat, get a starting quality center back. You know, someone as good as, you know, like Burnbaum over in D.C. Or or just one of the top center backs in the league in the next couple of years. We've had too many bang average center backs. And that was Janssen. We got Janssen and he did very well. I want to see us get someone better than Janssen. And I know that's very, very hard. And But um, with international slots opening up left, right, and center for us, with salary cap opening up, maybe we can get a defender for yeah, the thing I liked thousand. The thing I liked about Sané and Janssen is they worked very well together. So if we can re-sign Sané on a lower contract, that's hoping that he'll take it, then... It will be good if we can resign him lower. We'll have a good, we'll have a good defensive line. So it just depends on what the front office decides to do with Sunday and how they choose to go about their business this transfer window. It'll definitely be something to keep our eye on, though, for sure. For sure. Well, Luis, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I really liked your insight, and um, hopefully, we can do this again sometime. I'm, I'm always open. Appreciate right. the invite. Yeah, um, and like I said earlier, that is our roster decisions. Um, plenty more to come in the offseason. There will be more news, I'm sure, more rumors, more stuff to talk about. Here at OC Lines Blog, I will not be going away. I will be posting stuff on the blog, posting stuff on the podcast, and uh, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at OC Lions Blog on both Instagram and Twitter. Lewis, where can they find you? You can find me on Orlando City Central on Instagram and Twitter. They can find me on Orlando underscore Central. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much again for coming on.